Welcome back if you were listening before, and welcome if this is your, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell, and we have back with us this week Attorney Daryl Jordan. Welcome, Daryl. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for returning because we had a really interesting program last week about security clearance, the federal security clearance program, how it works, the, the, the 13 grounds by which you, you have to be judged and how you can lose your clearance and how you, what you have to do in order to get a clearance. Um, and we didn't even have time last week to take questions, so I wanted you to come back, and I'm glad you had time to do that. And let's talk about it again, because, and if you don't mind, I really, I think we need to know why it's so important as we, you know, a lot of the Trump supporters are trying to say this is just no good. It, it has no importance in terms of the, the, the running of the government. But, but, you know, this whole thing with Kushner, where he's gone from having no foreign contacts to 100 now after three amendments to his security clearance application, where the son is not even bothering to get a security clearance. Why is it important? Tell my, tell my audience, why is it, number one, the government requires you to have it, and then two, why is it, and why should we be concerned about this? Okay, well... Uh, people who hold security clearances in the U.S., they guard some of the nation's most important secrets. It could be troop movements, it could be information regarding where weapons are stored, where troops are located. A lot of this stuff is, is, just, is very important, and we want to ensure that people who hold this information will protect it. Uh-huh. So, so it, it really does have to do with the safety of our country. A absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and, and that's what people don't, I think, they're trying to make light of. That, that especially now with North Korea, with Russia, with the meddling in our election, I mean, uh, it's really... It, it does impact the, the individual, or it could seriously impact the individual American, it sounds to me like. Uh, think, think about this. We have uh, spies, like other countries. Of course, of course, yeah. located around the world. Now, uh, their identities sometimes are, are, are secret information or held closely, where they're at, where they're located, what they're doing. Imagine if that, uh, if that information were public knowledge or, or um, disseminated, uh, mm -hmm. their li their lives would be in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just I really worry about, uh, especially now with computer hacking, people can get into our computers. You know, the electrical grid, I understand, is is vulnerable. If we don't have electricity, we're all stumped. Uh, yes. Okay, we're all, you know, I've had the wonderful pleasure of living in the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, okay? And, and this is just an aside, I'll come back to the, but in the Virgin Islands, we have a saying, the Water and Power Authority manages the electrical grid, among other things. 
and it's quite unreliable sometimes, and it just goes out sometimes. And we have a saying, we said, God said, let there be light, and Wapa said no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live in the Virgin Islands, you know, you know that saying. But you don't want that for the rest of the whole country. Yeah, and, and that's um, certainly um, v very important. But that goes a little more to cyber security mm -hmm. uh, than the security clearances that, that we, we're talking about. It's certainly yeah. uh, important. And there may be some connections between cyber, probably are. Between they probably are, yeah. And, yeah. and if people are loose and fast with, with facts and information, that's important. They would be loosed and fast with a whole bunch of things that could hurt us. Remember the saying? I believe it was either World War One or World War Two. Uh, loose lips, secret ships. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see what's happening over in Europe. We don't want that happening here. And what's truly, in my my humble opinion, fascinating about what's going on with um, the president's son-in-law is that you know the reports that he actually approached. Um, the Russian uh, uh, people in the Russian embassy about setting up um, a direct communication line. Yeah, that was scary when I saw that. With the Kremlin. I mean, that is, if you're not working for Russia or wanting to, you know, that's just, I mean, he should not, I, I just, mm. anybody else would possibly un be under the jail at this point. Well, you know? uh, certainly uh, anyone else uh, would be without a security clearance. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm and yet he goes and negotiates or is with our diplomats and sitting in, in, in meetings with, you know, big and high and mighty with, with people representing the United States all the time. Well, he's the president's son-in-law. And ultimately, the president determines who holds security clearances. And it's just another example of, of lack of... Branch. It's all, uh, yeah, it's another example of just lack of accountability and a whole bunch of other things. But I'm not going to get into that. Okay, so let's go back to the law uh, as it applies to us ordinary peons, okay? Um, uh, let's talk about, uh, but let's, let me first put in my disclaimers as I have to. Uh, what you hear on the program is for information purposes only. There's no attorney-client relationship established by anything that's said on the program. If you have a problem with your security clearance or, or have had, um, you can contact Attorney Daryl Jordan. His number is 703 865-8699. Okay, and give out your Facebook page and your uh, website, please. Uh, it is www.jordanguidenlaw.com. And spell that, please. Uh, J-O-R-D-A-N-G-U-I-D-O-N. Okay. Now, last week, you told us that there were 13 grounds Can you by which you are judged as to whether you can get a security clearance and or whether you, if you have one, what are the grounds on which you can lose one, okay? Right. So, and, and, and maybe you should also say what kind of people, what kinds of jobs require security clearances, okay? Because there are a lot of people in this area that need them, but why do they need them? Okay. Okay. Talk to us about that, please. Okay. First, I think as discussed last week, they are 13 adjudication guidelines, and these are the factors, the principles, if you will, uh, whereby individuals are judged or, or evaluated for security clearance. Now, each guideline has a concern 
uh, or states a concern, which is a simple statement uh, regarding uh, from the security community about the specific adjudicative guidelines. And then uh, it contains a potentially disqualifying condition. These would be factors that if they exist or if you participated in this conduct, you'd be subject to losing your security clearance. Okay, and what are those 13 areas? Okay, they are, again, um, guideline A, allegiance to the United States of America. Guideline B is foreign influence. Guideline C. Y'all hear that? Foreign influence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Guideline C, foreign preference. Ah. Guideline D, sexual behavior. Okay. Guideline E, personal conduct. Guideline F, financial considerations. Guideline G, alcohol consumption. Guideline H, drug involvement. Mm. Guideline I, psychological condition. Guideline J, criminal conduct. Guideline K, handling of protected information. Guideline L, outside activities. Guideline M, use of information technology systems. Now, um, after um, our, the show last week, uh, I went back and I, cause I, we talked about the SF-86, which is the application, the question. Oh, that's the actual application. Which begins the process, the process. of obtaining the security clearance. Uh -huh. Now, um, a long time ago when I was in the United States Army, I had a security clearance and I had to uh -huh. go through this process. So I, I wanted to go back and take a look at the questionnaire. It's uh, much longer than I remember it being. Wow. I was uh, really... Uh, quite shocked when I, I downloaded uh -huh. the questionnaire and it was 126 or 127 pages. Wow, that's huge. That is huge. Yes. Now, an individual may not have to complete every single page because it has multiple pages for a, a specific for information. type of information. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But it is a very long It's a long document. application, yeah. And I just, you know, counted the pages uh, that dealt with foreign influence, uh, foreign contacts, and travel. Mm -hmm. It was about 26 pages that dealt wow. with that alone. just that alone. That yeah. Long. Wow. So when he said he forgot, and now he's got a hundred or more, something's wrong there. Something's very wrong there. And also, um, at the end, you sign um, uh, under oath or, or, or certifying, really, that everything is true and accurate to the best of your recollection. Wow. And it subjects you to um, uh, crime under um, uh, Really? So you can be prosecuted? recollection. Wow. And it subjects you to um, uh, crime under um, uh, Really? So you can be prosecuted for lying? Uh, false official statement. Yeah. I the, um, the penitentiary time, I believe, is five years. Wow. Wow. $10, That's now. serious. That is very serious. So now, what kind of jobs, I mean, you know, what, what, how would an ordinary person, I mean, if you're going to be a school teacher, you don't need that, I assume. But, I mean, what kind of, what kind of jobs do you need? And, and I, I want adults of all ages to know about this because we have a lot of children come I call them children coming out of college who are applying for jobs we have people who are transferring in their 40s their 50s and even in their 60s for some who are applying for jobs and and if you're on a military base or you want to work in a there are a lot of civilians that work for the military um, uh, do they 
do does everybody that works for DOD, I mean the Defense Department, I mean, or the military have to have a security clearance? Well, I would tell you all all commissioned officers have a security clearance. Okay. I'm not certain that every individual in the military has a security clearance. Okay, okay. All officers. All officers do. All so if you want to be an officer in the military, you're going to have to get a security you have to clearance. Get to okay. So if you're a high school student and you are considering a military career, then you should be careful about your activities. Oh, well, absolutely because even um, even if it's not required upon entry as it is with commissioned officers, there certainly could be a time when you would need a security clearance okay. if you're part of the military. So what kind of individuals need security clearances? It depends on the agencies that you work for. Obviously, there will probably be more of a need in the Department of Defense, mm -hmm. Army, Navy, Air Force, um, and also the Department of Energy because they guard our, nuclear our energy nuclear nuclear. and nuclear. That's right. Yes. That's right. Attorney Darrell Jordan, who has been a commissioned officer in the U.S. Army, uh, I forgot to leave all, you know, discuss all your various credentials and so on. But trust me, ladies and gentlemen, he is very, very competent and quite experienced in this field of the law. So tell us some specifics of situations where people that you can share, just generally, um, of people who have either been rejected when they've applied to get their security clearance or they have had it and they have lost it. So we can get a feeling for how this works. And by the way, uh, if you want to ask questions, please do call in at 1-800-450-7876. 1-800-450-7876. And I'll be glad to have Attorney Jordan answer your questions for you today. Uh, but. Uh, give us some, some specifics. I like to make this down-to-earth and practical okay. all the time, okay? Okay. okay. Uh, last week when we, uh, during our discussion, uh, you had some reservations regarding uh, guideline B concerning foreign influence. So um, over the week, I just went through uh, and pulled out randomly a number of cases from um, the uh, Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals cases. Okay. And um, so what I thought I'd do, if you're, if you're game, is we'll play a little game. I'll just go over some facts. Okay. And I'd like you to tell me if you think uh, ultimately this person was cleared or not. Now, ah, okay. as a preface, all of these in all of these cases, the individual was initially denied a security clearance Okay. Or the security clearance was revoked. All right. And he, through the process, it went before an administrative judge. And so I'll give you the facts, and you can tell me whether the administrative judge decided that this person should have a security clearance or not. How's that? All right. That sounds good because that gives us a picture of yeah. how how the process actually works. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what this show is all about—to teach you how the law really works okay in a day-to-day -day way this is what has actually happened to real people yes. in these circumstances okay so okay. come on let's, let's have start. at it yes okay. yes okay so um in this first case the individual was born and raised in south vietnam uh in, vietnam. 19, okay. in 1975 he fled south vietnam with the help of his uh, cousin 
who was in the um, uh, Vietnamese Army, the South, South Vietnamese Army. Okay. He, this person became a naturalized citizen of the United States and hmm. he was married twice, twice. Both wives, wives were Vietnamese. Um, Fifteen years after arriving in the U.S., uh, he wrote to his mother and father, who both still lived there, and, and he visited Vietnam in 1992, 2000, 2002, and 2000, so four times, and one of those, on one of those occasions it was to bury his mother. Okay. He has no property of any kind in Vietnam, and everyone who he worked with says he's an excellent worker. Okay. So, did this individual keep the security clearance? I don't see why not. Very good. He did. He did. He did. Okay. Okay. But uh, but he was initially either denied or that, that is correct. rejected just because he because had family and had visited yes. where he was born and visited his family. Correct. Yeah. See, I I don't think that's right. So so I think it was right that he got his security clearance back. Yes. The administrative law judge said that uh, his having the security clearance is clearly consistent with national interest, which, by the way, is the standard. So when these adjudications occur, the burden is on the individual to prove that his or her having or maintaining a security clearance is consistent, clearly consistent with the national interest. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we need people from every different country who speak all the different languages and understand the cultures to be on our side in combating some of the threats that we we face right now. I mean, that's one of the strengths of the United States is that it has all these different people who are able to help us in making ourselves strong. That, that is true, but keep in mind, uh, generally, in order to get a security clearance, actually, this is almost universal. You have to be a U.S. citizen. Oh yeah, no, no, I, or naturalized. No, no, that that's 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 okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm not okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to be, or that it's okay if you're not a citizen. Okay, I I don't know. I'm not going to pass any kind of judgment on that one. I would want someone or everyone to kind of indicate that they have an allegiance to us, to our country, at least. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. try another one? Yeah, sure, come on, okay. this, is, this is interesting. This individual is a retired Air Force non-commissioned officer with okay. an honorable discharge, held a security clearance, by the way, this case was in 2017, so held a security right, clearance right from 1980 to on or about 2016, 2017, that's a long time. Okay, yeah. Um, he met his Russian-born wife over the Internet, and um, he notified uh, Air Force Special Inve Investigations of that relationship within a year or so of meeting this lady. Uh, and uh, he married her, and she became a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. um, the spouse's, the wife's son, is also a naturalized United States citizen. Uh, but um, the spouse, uh, the, the son, remained uh, and um, uh, kept their citizenship with Russia as well. Oh, you can have a dual citizenship? Well, because I didn't think see. you could have dual citizenship. Uh, the wife owns um, uh, property in Russia, and so this individual either was denied a security clearance or the security clearance was, was terminated. And before the administrative judge, what say you? 
Ms. Mitchell, did he keep his security clearance? I would think he would keep it. I don't see anything wrong with if you go if we're gonna let people marry foreigners, and there's no evidence that there's any kind of um, negative activity that they're engaged in, or their spouses are engaged in, or her son is engaged in. It would be different if there were. Okay, right. now if the spouse was a spy or suspected to be a spy, or her son was expect, you know, suspected to be a spy, I could see that. But I'm assuming since you didn't bring that up, if it was just a matter that he married somebody who had property overseas, then I would think he should get his security clearance back. You're a very good lawyer. Your analysis is sound, but you're wrong. <laughs> really? Why did they do that? In this instance, the administrative law judge um, determined that this person maintaining security clearance was not clearly consistent with national interests because um, although the spouse had um, frequent contact with her parents who were citizens in Russia and the frequent contacts with her family um, um, concerned um, her, her, her caring, obviously, about, about her parents, but they noted, or the judge noted, that Russia is a really bad actor. Oh, yeah, so right now, they, yeah. If they asserted some influence over the parents, they could assert influence over the daughter. Who oh, because her parents were still in Russia, and they felt that the Russian government could influence her through her parents. Correct. And there and thereby influence him because he loved her. Yeah, and so if he had some secrets yes. of ours, he would might be tempted to share those secrets to protect his wife's family still in Russia. Yeah, I guess so. And Russia's been known to be really brutal with people. Wow. So never thought of it that way. Well, we'll do one okay. More under foreign influence, and then we can go to a few of the other. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh -huh. Um, Interesting. Next is okay. we have the case of an individual who was born in. Uh, so uh, um, interesting. Next is okay. we have the case of an individual who was born in uh, in U.S. Although uh, his parents are um, South Korean, but okay. this individual was born in the U.S. has a U.S. passport and married a U.S. citizen, loyal to the United States but regularly talks to the relatives, including the mother and father, who's still in South, in South Korea. South Korea. Yeah. Outstanding work performance. Okay. Well, South Korea is a friendly country to us. So I would say, yeah, he should have a security clearance. Once again, your, your analysis is right on. Yes. In this case, uh, the administrative judge determined that this individual holding a security clearance was clearly consistent with national interests. Uh, because this person um, was native-born um, U.S. citizen and loyal to the okay, United yeah. States. North Korea might be a whole different situation. Yes. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. That North Korea would be different. Let me give out your number again. Attorney Jordan's number is 703-865-8699. If you have a question about security clearances in your job, uh, it might be worthwhile to have a consultation with him and or maybe, you know, have him to help you 
if you run into a problem with this, because this is one of the areas. He's actually a lawyer that works with businesses, with corporations, with uh, transactions. He does transactions. He does a lot more than just security clearances, but this is such a hot topic that I really am happy that he's sharing his knowledge with us uh, in this area, because there's not a lot of people that know this stuff like you know it. You know? <laughs> so. We were about to get into drugs. Uh, okay. How do drugs impact? You know, give us some facts that 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 have impacted security clearances, either rejecting them or losing something, losing a security clearance because of drugs. Okay, back to our game, security clearance yes. and around. Yes, give me a <laughs> okay. factual situation. And and you know, please do call in if you have a comment or a question. One eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. So, Ethel, I thought this one would be interesting because it has, um, it deals with several of the uh, adjudicative guidelines, including drugs. Okay. So, and this, in, uh, this individual uh, downloaded pornographic material. Oh, the sex. Oh, the you, different no, places. You, you different things. Use marijuana. Use marijuana, too. Okay. And failed to file a state income tax return. Oh. oh. In or out. He got three strikes against him, so <laughs> and we're assuming it's a him, okay? okay. That then that's me. Um, I don't think he would get it. I think he would lose. Again, your your analysis because you said three, stri three yeah, strikes. Yeah, that's kind of that's really the reason because what the uh, the administrative judge said in this case is that taken individually, yeah, none of those things would um, constitute enough to deny this individual a security clearance right but as a whole together, together said that he was not uh yeah. it's not clearly consistent uh with the national interest for him to hold this yeah clearance. that shows a lack of of consistency responsibility and almost a very lackadaisical you know attitude about law and 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 stuff and so he really may not be somebody you want to entrust you know, good stuff too. Ethel, you, you could have been the judge in this no, case. No, because what no, the judge said judge, yeah. is that the behavior as a whole demonstrated questionable judgment, uh, untrustworthiness, unreliability, and unwillingness to comply with rules and regulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a yeah, that's serious. Okay. All right. All right. This is interesting. Wow. That's cool. So okay. This one is a little graphic, but we'll 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 go here. Now we're okay. on the radio. Just, Don't be okay. getting me off the radio, uh, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this individual, a male, um, played with himself in a park. Oh my God! Oh Lord, have mercy! And was arrested. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, he got a serious and problem. He was sentenced, but he had an excellent work record. And so. Does he keep or his security clearance? No. Okay. No. He's so, number one, he clearly has a problem, <laughs> you know what I mean? But lack of discretion, much less there could be a psychological problem there. But he's so subject to blackmail. You're right. So subject to blackmail. Right. Yeah, yeah. Although the judge did give him credit for almost 30 years of, mili of military. Yeah, no, no, that's to be respected, yes. but... When you do something like that, it's not just your lack of judgment, but it's also that you're really subject to blackmail. Would you like to go to the 
uh, financial. Yes, let's do it because I think okay. that that catches a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Give us some facts on that. So in this uh, case, the individual had eight delinquent debts uh, totaling $37,000, mm. but his mortgage, which had been delinquent, was now was current mm -hmm. at the time of the adjudication. So does he keep the security clearance? Ooh, that's a hard one. So the eight debts that were delinquent were at the time when the, the, the investigation was going on. So they were, they were still, he was still behind in those eight situations. Uh, the, the eight um, included, at, at the time he was initially denied, uh -huh. the, the eight included uh, delinquency in, in his mortgage. Okay. By the time of the hearing, uh -huh. his mortgage was current. Okay, but he still got that seven? He still had some yeah. debts. That indicates a, 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 a weakness around finances that may well, again, expose him to financial uh, blackmail or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I would I would insist that he get all that straight before he could get his clearance back. You're, you're right again. In this uh, instance, the um, uh, administrative judge uh, denied the clearance, stating mm -hmm. that it uh, was not clearly consistent with the national uh, with the national interest, and it was because uh, he did not consistently um, attend to his um, financial health. Yeah. And, and this, uh, Ethel, is one that comes up uh, often. Um, I actually uh, represented a, a general. He was a retired United States Army colonel. Okay. And um, he, um, he had a very good salary. Uh, but he uh, agreed to um, be a co-signer for his children's uh, oh educational goodness. loans. All right. And then he lost a job, and he ran into some financial difficulties. Okay. And uh, and couldn't keep up with the with the debt, and so he lost his security clearance. And because he lost his security clearance, he lost his job. His job. Oh, that's really sad. And his children weren't paying the debts either. That's that's correct. And, you know, um, the federal government is very hard. They're on, hard on that, on, yeah. On student debt. So all y'all young people out there, y'all listen to that, okay? You have to find a way. If you take out those loans, you got to find a way to pay them back and, and be and consistent with it. Even <laughs> if you have to refinance <laughs> yes. them and all kinds of stuff like that. If you take out the loans, you got to find a way to, to pay them. And your parents who are co-signing for them, y'all have to be prepared to pay them if your students don't pay them. And you can't just say, you know, I'm going to kill you if you don't do it, because <laughs> then you go to jail for killing your child. But, uh, yeah, it's serious. It is serious. And this is a lesson for the parent as well as the student. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, because yeah. if you co-sign for the loan, then you're 100% responsible yes, you for the are. loan if it's, not, if if it's, it's not, not paid. So you have to put yourself in a position where you have to pay them if, if, it, if it comes up, yes. you know, and then you can go look to your child for it. So I'm going to have a lean on your life for the rest of your life. Yes. But, uh, you know, you, I think we have to learn how to be careful with credit. Just, just growing up, just start from scratch that's the best way but if you do get in trouble fix it it's like anything else in life everybody makes mistakes but you have to you have to show that you fixed it 
And, and, and is, is that something, do they, do they look at that when they're looking at security clearances? I mean, can you show that, you know, if you have a tax lien or you have a debt, that you've made a plan and that you're being consistent with that plan? That's a very good question, Ethel, and the answer is yes. Let's say you haven't paid your taxes for a number of years and there, there's a lien, but you work out an agreement with the IRS to make installment payments. Right. Um, you may owe a significant amount of money, but if you have um, worked with the IRS to set up an installment payment agreement, mm -hmm. and if you are making those payments in um, accordance with that agreement, that's a good thing, and that is the kind of thing that would allow you to keep your security clearance. Your clearance. Okay. It's, it's really when an individual allows his or her debts to get out of control and he or she is not managing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if, if it looks like you're, you're making a concerted effort, so if you're having problems financially and you seek counseling as well, and okay. you listen to your counselor, you set up a plan with the counselor, and you can demonstrate to the adjudicated okay. body that you're really working towards yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That is something you set up a plan with the counselor, and you can demonstrate to the adjudicated okay. body that you're really working towards yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That is something that they will take seriously. The, the same is true for uh, for drugs. It's not an immediate disqualifier that's oh, that's good for people to taking, know. That's good for drugs. people to know. Yeah. And uh, say you've had, you've actually had a problem with drugs, okay. but you've taken very aggressive affirmative steps to deal with the problem. Uh -huh. Those kinds of things are taken into, are taken into consideration. consideration. That's important. That's important. So that's good for people to know yes. that uh, you aren't automatically disqualified for the rest of your life because right. you've made a mistake. A absolutely. And of course... Um, it, if we're talking about drugs, the kind of drug that yeah, that would be can, important can make a big difference. Yeah. You know, we noted a few moments ago that an individual who had, was using marijuana yeah, that's a little different than if heroin. If that were the only thing that he was doing, then he probably would have been allowed. Would have been allowed to continue. Yeah. But yeah. if it's if it's harder drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot more. And if you're selling drugs, well, that's uh, yeah, well, that's, that's out. a whole different category. That's out. That's yes. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please know that there is something you can do if you're either rejected or you lose your security clearance. You don't have to just accept it and go away. There, there the law does provide a mechanism for, um, um, you know, appeal. I'm not sure that's the right word, but uh, give us some tips, Daryl. Tell us what what you recommend to people. What what do you recommend, please? Okay. Um, Ethel and I and I actually I, I downloaded uh, these tips really from um, the um, uh, uh, Defense uh, Office of Hearings and, and Appeals web website. And the first suggestion here is that when you're actually when you're applying for security clearance, download a a copy of the application. I think okay. During one of the breaks, I told you I did that uh, over the week, and it's over 120 pages. Wow! Could but you give us? Could you text to uh, Kiana, my producer, the link to that? Okay. And we can put it on the website. Okay. We'll put it on oh, our website. Copy of the, of the yeah, where you would go to get that. Just the okay. link okay. to where you would go to get the. Just like we're going to have a link to your website okay. on the each page. It, 
if you don't know, go to lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com, and every program has its own page. Okay. And so on your page for these two programs, we'll have a link to where you can get this application. Okay. Okay? Now, this application is submitted electronically. Oh. But we recommend that you download a copy so that you can go through each of the individual parts and and take your time in mm. f filling out or completing the application so that you can really think about it. It's important. Yeah, you know, it's it the really difference is. Between getting a very good job or not, or yeah. keeping a very good job yeah. or not. And so we recommend that you download this and you go through very carefully and fill it out mm -hmm. and, and take your time and review every response because I assure you that the people who are reviewing it are going to look at every response and there are a lot wow. of questions that overlap where they ask them in, in different, different ways. Different the same ways. thing, yeah. The same thing. See if they can catch you. The other thing is, of course, <laughs> provide, yes, <laughs> provide uh, complete and accurate information. Yeah. Uh, not all of this is related to the President of the United States. Yeah. And so you don't have, uh, you don't have opportunities that. to go back and, and oh, clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, two and three and four and five two, times. Two and three yeah. and four times. Really, one time, you know, uh, very often, um, if there's any inconsistency, particularly in areas like... Uh, use of uh, use of drugs or foreign contacts. There could be one inconsistency, and that is going to stop you initially from receiving your security clearance. Wow. Now, yeah. Someone may come back. You may be interviewed again. You may have an opportunity to clear it up. I see. But initially, that is going That's to it. going to put a hold on it if there are. Uh, are any uh, inconsistencies. Any red flags. Yes. Wow. So you may not get a chance. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, the next is order a credit report and check your credit. Ahead of time on yourself. Ahead of, on yeah. yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's always a good idea. Because yeah. um, they're going to do it. The government yeah, is going government to do that is as going a part to do of that. the security clearance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So young people who are graduating from high school, graduating from college, grad school, who are going to be applying for these jobs need to do these things yes. themselves. Yes. Because even private companies will order a, a credit check on you. That's I true. understand. Yes. Yeah, nowadays. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, interesting you bring that up. Um, and today with social media the way it is, yeah. young people, we all need to be very careful regarding what we post. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's open source. Anyone can have access to it. And they look. They, they look. So you say on your application you never use drugs, and on your social media you're partying with the with the joint in your hand. That's yeah, a that's a problem. Yeah. I've had several programs where it's come up in the context of other things. You know, yeah. like, like Harvard University, I think, announced that they rescinded the admission of about 10 people had been that. admitted to Harvard and then they they brought it back because of their social media page. Attorney Michelle Thomas, who's been on several times talking about divorce work, you know, you say that you're at home and all like that and the same day that you're supposed to be at home, you're shown partying, you know, at all hours of the night with your friends on Facebook or wherever and that's that's available to bring into court. 
And it's, wow. se- it's second nature to the to the millennials, you know. They yeah. Use it all the time, you know. Uh, we went on vacation recently, and my daughter was Facebooking as we were leaving for the airport. I said, uh, "Don't tell all your friends that we're going to be on vacation." That's right. We, your house didn't get exactly. broken into. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So be careful about social media. Uh, credit report. What else? Okay, so if you're a citizen of another country, uh, you need to renounce that citizenship. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think you could have dual citizenship. And if you carry the passport for another mm-hmm. country, you need to renounce that as Turn well. Turn that in, yeah. One, one of the cases that we didn't get a chance to review today was uh, uh, um, an Israeli, uh, well, the individual was born in Israel, uh-huh. but came to the U.S., he had a, a U.S. citizenship, but he maintained his Israeli citizenship uh, yeah. passport. Was an uh, excellent worker, had dual uh, number of degrees from prestigious United States uh, universities, uh-huh. but he couldn't get a security clearance because okay. he still held that other passport. Had, exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. We got. Five more minutes. What okay. else you got to say? Okay. okay. What other tips do you have for people? Yes. So, um, as you're filling out the application, um, try and couch any unfavorable security uh, information in terms that directly um, address uh, the mitigating conditions that's listed in the adjudicative guidelines. So, such if, as if you yeah. have a, if you have a problem, remember I told you that each adjudicative guideline uh, has a concern, but it also has a mitigating has mitigating Okay. Uh, right. So, if you can couch your the problem that you have and address it with the, the with the mitigating factor, okay. when you're filling out the application, that could be helpful as okay. well. Okay. All right. So, I had a bad debt. I have a plan. I've been paying it off. That yes. kind of thing. Exactly. Say it exactly. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Those are very good suggestions. Very good suggestions. Attorney Daryl Jordan is with us today. Uh, he is a managing partner of the law firm of Jordan Guidon, LLC. They specialize in business transactions and business litigation as well. His telephone number is 703-865-8699. They are headquartered in Fairfax, Virginia. But you practice in Maryland and D.C. also, is that correct? I practice really, our, our practice is all over the world. I've had, I don't now, but I had a client in Germany a few years ago. Oh, wow, ago. okay. Government contracts I do. Yeah, you so do, you primarily government contracts, government contracts. Yes. right, right. Yeah. So you also represent people who are bidding on contracts, government contracts? Yes, yes. That's important to know. Do you, do you still represent people who are uh, applying for 8A Oh, Designations, yeah, because yes. I remember when we worked together, you, you did a lot of that. That's correct. Um, small business programs are connected with uh, government contracting, um, the 8A program. There's a women-owned small business program. Oh, that's good to, for people to know. Uh, there's a service-disabled uh, veteran-owned small yeah, business. Yeah, there's a lot of money there. There are, there are a lot of uh, programs that are designed, uh, or a number of programs that are designed to help um, um, women and um, disadvantaged entrepreneurs. Right, and, and disabled veterans. You work with those clients, we as, work well. With those clients as well. Okay, so go to Jordan Guiden Law. It's J O R D A N G U Y D O N Law, L A W dot com, is their website. 
and do you mind if I give out your email address? No, D. Jordan, yes. D. Jordan at jordanguidenlaw.com. Uh, if you want to form a business, if you want to uh, do or if you're doing government contract work, yes. Uh, do you also help people who are coming out of 8A programs? Because I know some people are graduating out. And that's a whole process. It, it is. And, well, we do a great deal of work because it's, it's important. Um, you're, you're in the 8A program for only nine years. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you gotta so get out. you need to develop, and that's the purpose of the program, really, yeah. is to help you to develop a business so when the time comes that you graduate out of the program, you, you still continue have continue to work. Right, yes. right, right. So give him a call, ladies and gentlemen, if you need any assistance or want some consultation about this. Thank you so much for coming.